0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Nicely Time
1: podcast. I'm Satya, I'm a writer and I live in Boston. Hi everyone, my name is Amrita, and I'm a journalist living in New York. A special welcome to those of us who miss
0: home during special occasions. We are now going into the season of Indian festivals and this can be a hard time to be away from family and loved ones. Many of us haven't even been back home uh, to India or wherever home is for a few years now due to the pandemic it's been a hard couple of years and we see you but as we know from all the festival folklore good will always triumph over evil we will find our way back
1: yes that's very well put satya welcome to our show today um, in line with what satya said our episode is going to be about festivals from india um but before that i just wanted to do a quick catch up with you so what's been happening how's your past few weeks been what's on your mind
0: my God. um, My past few weeks have been pretty busy actually. We met in Philadelphia uh, yeah. to welcome our mutual friend. It was nice to be in a new city. I've also had like some little irritations for the past two weeks like some paperwork, some like uh, little things like having booked a ticket, having the confirmation but the thing not going through. So I've been a little irritable <laughs> but uh, trying to focus on how far I've come. Um, it's it's going to be a year since I started my job in, like, and uh, I was just reflecting on how far I've come and how I would have happily um, taken on these small issues. Like last year, I would have been like, that sounds ideal. I can deal with like these kind of things five times a day. I'm okay. So I think um, we often forget that we are in a place now that a past has kind of like dreamed about. And we are like focusing on the little things that are like kind of going bad right now. Uh, So yeah, yesterday I was uh, reflecting on that and I felt very grateful.
1: Yeah, congratulations. One year is great. Where has the time gone? No one knows. (laughs) Phone (laughs) pay beta, (laughs) phone pay. That's it's crazy. You're right. Like you dream about things and then they happen and then what do you do? Like
0: the moment it happens, you get over it. You're like, yeah, this is done now. What's the next thing? And um, it's so easy for a very small thing to kind of like ruin your day and your week and to kind of like work yourself up into this, like, why does this happen to me and all of that?
1: And Perspective helps. Yeah. Perspective does help. <clears throat> What's been on your mind? Well, actually... Kind of the same, I have been I have been setting up my new apartment and it's uh, starting to feel like a home, which is something that I really, really was dreaming about for so many years to have a place of my own. And uh, it kind of also feels like all of this has come after a lot of attempts and fails. And, you know, it's very hard to explain this to people who haven't been along with me for the journey. But uh, it's coming along and every day I also feel grateful, happy, blessed, and uh, still trying to find the peace. But this past week has been a little like difficult in terms of work as well, because uh, as we all know, like the 20 years of 9-11 anniversary was yesterday. And, you know, the whole week we were working on stories of first responders or people who um, survived or people who didn't, uh, their families and their stories. And I don't remember uh, much of what happened on 9 11, 20 years ago like I just remember watching the news on TV and it was very it it seemed very very far away um, yesterday and the day before I was actually around the area of the Twin Towers and it kind of just sunk in that like now I live here um, and I love the city so much that it's so I got so emotional thinking about what must have happened to the city because people love it just like I do and it's so unimaginable to see some of your favorite cities go through something so tragic like um, even the other cities that we've lived with whenever something happened in Bombay it kind of felt like a very personal you know attack and um, just hoping for all these families to find peace and you know it's just been it's just been an interesting and um, heavy week. Yeah, um,
0: I remember watching 9-11 on TV, actually. I was in Vizag, and I remember I was very young because my vantage point, because the TV was on, like, regular human eye height, I was looking up like this. I remember (laughs) that, you know, I was very young. And um, even then, I think, even with the first images, I think people knew something had shifted. And even as a child, I realized that this is not, like, a regular, uh, you know, tragedy um not to take anything away from tragedy but I think even in like how my parents were like shocked and like looking at those images it but you're right it felt very far away from us Uh, but I think the world has felt the repercussions of it Um, I was I was looking at a photo essay I'm going to link it in the show notes of like how many hundreds of dogs kind of uh sniffed through the remains to find survivors not many survivors were found But so many dogs were like, you know, uh, spearheading almost their effort to find people in uh, Mm -hmm. the debris. And I was so touched. But also, uh, two days ago, it was uh, Ganesh Chaturthi or Vinayak Chauti, as we call it. It was on Friday in the US. And it is the day we celebrate Lord Ganesha. Lord Ganesh is generally considered... um, the God that will help you overcome obstacles. That is what he's known for. So a lot of Indians pray to him. Even when you do other pujas, you kind of pray to Lord Ganesh in the beginning to kind of be like, please make sure that this endeavor of ours goes through successfully. Um, It's a very special uh, occasion. Lord Ganesh also is the God that kind of blesses you with good education and all of that. So Indian, Hindu Indian kids are uh, sort of uh, always falling at his feet like yeah, yeah. <laughs> this exam please yeah, for exam uh, next four I will take care but this one I didn't study one. please pass yeah.
1: yeah and also
0: and also he has a, an elephant head and a human body and it's kind of like portrayed in like a jovial kind of Child friendly way. So, I think growing up, kids do feel a certain amount of affection for the god almost. Yeah. Um, and it's the way the stories of this particular god are told and all of the culture surrounding it that it kind of makes it like
1: a children or like a kid friendly yeah. sort of god. It's a family friendly festival for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the most more important festivals in my life, personally. Um, so as we kind of dive into festival season in India, because all through September, October, November, uh, right up to December, we have a few important festivals coming up. Um, you know, we have Ganesha Chaturthi. there's the Sera uh, in October. We have Eid um, and Karvachot. And then November has, uh, Days of Diwali. So as we dive into the festival season, we thought we'd talk about the culture of Indian festivals, our favorite memories from them, and our relationships with them in the present. Um, But a small note to our listeners, India is one of the most diverse places on earth with languages, dialect, food, clothing, mannerisms changing every few miles. Um, Every community and religion have their own versions of and iterations of all these festivals. So while we draw on our own experiences and traditions, we speak for both of us and not all of us. So, if you have a story that's different, we'd love to hear about your experiences with the festivals. But with that, let's kick off the episode. Like you said, even with, between the two of us, we
0: have we come from different communities and we have different festivals, right? Like there is one in November called Nagul Chauthi, which is a big one for Telugu people, where you kind of pray to Subramanyam Swami, and it's very mothers like fast for the their children's health my mom is very sandy on these days as you might expect uh and uh yeah there's so many festivals that are different from community to community and uh, uh some of my favorite ones uh, when I was trying to think about what's my favorite festival I couldn't pick one mm. uh there are like a few festivals that are very near and dear to my heart for like different reasons. Um, But I did shortlist them. So some of my favorite festivals kind of growing up were first was Sankranti. It's a harvest festival. It happens generally in January. I really love that festival because it's the first festival of the year almost and uh, we always uh, used to have a break. Um, I grew up in Vizag and my grandparents lived with my parents and I and my sister so my uncles and aunts and their kids all used to come over and it was like we used to play street cricket yeah. and like you know we used to uh, uh, older cousins used to teach us all like dances and we used to like put on a show at the end of it and it just felt like a time where adults had a lot of time for us you know mm-hmm. my chacha um who's the youngest in his generation used to be in charge of putting like quizzes and all like not gk like <laughs> Uh, Questions that are like puns, like how quickly can you think? My mom used to like put together games of like she used to put fifty things and cover them with a blanket, open and show us for like two minutes, and then close it and be like, how many people can write down? How how many can you remember? Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, and I used to like win all the time in my head, in my memory. I'm sure everyone remembers like they they whatever but I think they like used to do like little things like that kind that of, kind of made it very special um, the next one is Vinayak Chavati or uh, Ganpati festival as we call it that's very special because uh, generally my mom is the one who does the religious parts of all festivals but this is one festival in which my dad's like I'm gonna do it you know he like reads the stuff and like it's very different also I think community to community like we make the idol and like we we set it up. We like create a palavilli and uh, there's like patri puja which is like leaves kesatiu you do puja and uh, like all these different foods uh, and stories at the end of it. And then there's Varlakshmi Ratam which actually just happened which is an all-female festival. I used to really like it because it was a time my sister, my mom and I would like kind of bond, right? Like, like no one else, my grandmother also but she she used to just watch after her husband passed. Uh, I'm the younger sister and the clumsy sister. So my only thing was to like show up and be there. My sister used to like really help with like making the the idol and all of that. And my mom used to say that, you know, the puja doesn't start once you start saying the slokas with how much attention will you make the god? Like how much like uh, good thoughts are you going to bring to like setting it up making the prashad and all of that that is also puja and yeah. I used to be like I will sleep through all of this <laughs> but uh, you guys do a good job I'll do a- I'll oversee um, my sister used to be so nice like she used to do everything dude like I was so pampered after she got married my mom was like okay this year you and I should do it I'm like I don't even know where to begin and I was like a 22 23 year old grown as adult by then Festival for females, love that. Yeah, and um, uh, the Shara is also very uh, close to my heart because we used to get six, seven days break from school. It was a big vacation, right? And it was a big deal in my house. Every day has some speciality and my mom used to kind of tell me what it was. And we do something called Bommala So my mom started it when she got married and she still does it. But the peak of it used to be when we were kids. So she used to make like tears, and like you place all the idols and the dolls and everything that you have in your house. Like Kolobu means like a gathering and Bommalu are dolls. So like we used to have so many uh, God dolls and all of that. And like, it used to just be like tiers of like those things like really big ones. Huh? And some people go really overboard and like they make um, ponds and like palaces and all of that. And it was so interesting. And then my mom used to like make all these like pashad, Um And uh, it was so nice to see everything was, like, different. Every festival had its own flavor, right? Uh, And I'm just, like, so much energy to do this along with, like, a whole family, kids and everything, right? And then there is Diwali, which is um, uh, the fun festival, I suppose, for most people. I was never a big fan of, like, loud noises. So I was, like, whatever, but... uh, Growing up, we lived in an independent house like on a street, so we had a lot of friends. Uh, it was our house was the last house on the street, and there was like dead end, so it was very safe. So, almost two weeks before Diwali, we used to get our guns and like those um, uh, um, I I know. guns, you mean, yeah, 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 firecracker guns. And uh, we had to put in like a tape sort of thing. The gun. They, used have, they used to have the yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we used to get my dad used to buy like almost like 10 to 20 packets of that because all the kids we used to like form two groups and like bricks create forts and then with those guns we used to like like just run across each other try to hold and there are those bombs also that are called like uh, um, floor bombs or something they burst if you hit it across on the floor so we used to like have an arsenal of all of that and kind of chase each other and on the day obviously like it's so pretty there are lights and um all the crackers in the world and all of that but I should really enjoy the build-up to it like how the kids used to get to play with different kind of toys. It's a long answer to what's my favorite uh, festival but it's very hard to pick and I think the credit for all of that should go to my parents that they made it so hard for me to pick that what's my favorite festival.
1: Yeah for sure I think uh, it's putting that and creating this like environment of excitement I think we were so lucky to grow up around cousins and friends and parents who made it like a because now when we are kind of like away from them we know that if you don't create that excitement around festivals it comes and goes you know yeah sometimes in the U.S. you hardly notice it and you know if you don't have friends that are equally excited for it then these traditions are probably going to just pass us by but um i will i will take your last note and i will uh, talk about my favorite festival which is diwali because i think that there is a lot of uh, there was a lot of fun associated with it while growing up um, although Ganesha chaturthi has remained one of the most like personal festivals because that's my mom's favorite and she's a big fan so it's pretty big in pune also because i think that like uh, it's one of the it's one of the really uh, historically important cities for Ganeshotsa, which is the same festival, but celebrated in a one of the first celebrated in in India in a not in homes, but in communities. Um, so actually the the festival which was based on Lord Ganesh, patron of patron god of intellect and education, like you said, but it started actually the Ganeshotsa being celebrated in a community form started uh, while in British India, when we were still being ruled by the British and uh, Tilak, who was a firefighter uh, from Pune and he, you know, he used to, he was an activist and he started um, a newspaper in Pune and stuff. So very inspirational figure and firefighter. Sorry, sorry about that. Very freedom. inspirational um, freedom fighter. Uh, that's the 9-11 talking. Um, but he kind of he kind of took this festival that was meant for families and he brought it out to the streets. And now if you if you are around Pune or Bombay or any of these cities that uh, have kind of like a history of the past for this festival, you see the madness of the festival on the streets because it belongs completely to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was done to unite the people to kind of give them something to stand behind together. Um, unity was really needed because like the British divided and conquered and it was kind of done to Um, in the name of God to find each other and to fight for the country. Um, Even from that time, we have every street in uh, the city um, and across several cities in Maharashtra, they build up these pandals um, and every, every society of the city will uh decorate their Ganpati with a huge theme and every year it's something different so even as a child to walk around and see what every you know society is going to do like they would they would spend like a lot of money that were taken from donations so again it's the community giving and taking and they would make stories of like so you'd learn about freedom fighters you'd learn about like a story in one of the older religious texts, or there would be something like, you know, I remember when cell phones started being a thing. I remember like there were like a display of just phones because it was the internet was coming and social media was there. So God's on Facebook. So it's, it's very like, it's versatile and you can have a little bit of fun with it. So it it breaks the idea of this being very like formal and because people are just there, it's their God. It's kind of like a very democratic um, festival, which I love about that um and one like and it's interesting because it still kind of continued it's not like that excitement fizzles out which is so hopeful to see that people kind of even like 60 years later are taking it in that spirit because there's a lot of reason for division more and more these days but when a whole And when I say society, I mean like little, uh, a few lanes getting together and forming an association. But it's really nice to see older people, younger people come together, you know, make friends and kind of put aside their differences to make a show or like sing a song on that particular day, um, decorate. I think uh, the women around these associations, they really come together, prepare lots of food. there's a very important element of charity involved, where you you know sort of distribute that food around. So, I think that like in that respect, it's that's why I think even my mom feels so specially for it because it's a festival that the God is actually bringing your everyone yeah. together. Um, that's so- very
0: interesting that you said because I remember reading about Durga Puja in Kolkata, which also has all these bundles that yeah. freedom fighters used to like meet under the stage of the bundle secretly. And the reason why all of this started in like such a grandeur, uh, like in such a grand scale, was for like some other reason. So uh, not the reasons being used today is what I mean. So it's very interesting to see like these festivals that have been around for like hundreds of years, went through such a transformation in the last hundred years right Um, Um, that's
1: the excitement and the fanfare around Ganesh uh, Chaturthi in India um, uh, especially where I'm from but uh, yeah I mean apart from that I think Diwali is just a very easy festival to like because we are a big gang of cousins and we get together a lot during Diwali in fact in the last few years I've made it kind of like my um, my pleasure to be there with my cousins and my family wherever they are and not celebrate it in my home in Pune. So I think Diwali, it's like one of the bigger festivals in India in November. It's celebrated to, you know, kind of mark the triumph between good and evil from the story of Ramayana. And um, it's a long festival too, happens kind of over a week and it has many different days that, you know, and every day is something, you know, like, and your mom will tell you, okay, tomorrow is like Narak Dishi. So for instance, you have to wake up before dawn, take like shower, take a bath. And then it's all like such a burst of energy because then you... Uh, have foods around it Um, firecrackers are a big part of Diwali and every year it's coming under more and more criticism because of the high and extreme levels of pollution in India and every year there are these campaigns to be like don't don't burst firecrackers and I think in the last few years it has really come together because I think there is more awareness about uh, what these crackers do for the environment especially like levels of pollution in India around that time are so hazardous yeah. for you know young young kids and but as kids like we were just like we used to go and buy so many firecrackers come back home and every day you had to you know you don't want them all to be done in the first day but I think as adults we've kind of over overgrown that and now focus on other parts of the of the festival so yeah Diwali is like one of my favorite and uh, we'll talk about more memories about these different festivals. So uh, what is like one standout memory for you from these that, you know, really brings it home?
0: It's so heavily entwined with childhood, which is a little sad because we've not been children for a few years now. Um, But uh, I live with my grandparents. So I was talking to my parents yesterday and I'm like, so many of my childhood memories are so closely entwined with my grandparents. Like the specific things they would say, do and... I think when you have grandparents at home, there is um, there is some amount of like let's do things the traditional way sort of mindset, mm-hmm. um, which is not always fun for the uh, middle tier, which is my parents. But we used to have a lot of fun, and um, my there are so many things right. Like you always get new clothes on. Uh, festivals you get like special food on festivals like you wake up in the morning you take a special kind of bath even like we used to first like yeah. boil ourselves and then with like basin and curd and turmeric paste it, I used to find like why are you doing this to me please don't I, I used to really enjoy it and I used to be like nalugu we call it and I'm like i don't want to touch it <laughs> please now
1: we're using all those like for our yeah. stuff and stuff of course
0: yeah and like they'll put oil on your head and then you'll like, take this elaborate bath and you're like then Deep sitting in the like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exhausted in your new clothes you're just like oh my god and like this all mom has been in the kitchen for 50 hours by then like mm-hmm. cooking up a storm and like you're like taking a bath and you're exhausted mm-hmm. and um Uh, like all these foods and all but I have to say my favorite thing about Telugu festivals and even the festivals at home is my grandparents and my mom and dad used to make time to kind of tell us the stories behind it like even when if even if it's when we're eating or in the afternoon when everyone's like just lying around post food coma like you know uh, I really like the storytelling um, a lot because it felt like I knew more about why this is important and as kids you love stories that's the extent of it but now I feel like I have context I have some amount of understanding and when I am trying to recreate any of that I at least know why I'm doing the things I'm doing and not doing it blindly and um, I appreciate that they took the time out to kind of tell me all these stories my mom and my grandfather in particular used to like tell us a lot of uh, mythology related stories like even in the night while sleeping they used to kind of tell us stories and stuff so it was always fun I grew up in a religious house um, and uh, it it was interesting to kind of see why educated liberal open-minded people believe the things they believed in I think the fact that they shared their thoughts with us kind of opened up a discussion of sorts. I used to remember asking, but why, why that? Why not like this? And you know, it's, if they didn't have an answer, it was never like shut down that, you know, don't ask questions was not the attitude, which I respect now because even the best adults, it's exhausting to have kids around you all the time, firstly, with so many questions. But shutting the questions down has never solved any
1: problems. You know? Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. Same, my mom is the the repertoire of stories in their head is so yeah. rich, right? And you feel like you can always, even when now when my uh, cousin sister comes over and we're preparing, like you said, preparing for the festival is a big deal. And as kids, we were completely useless, but now we've grown into kind of functioning adults. So my cousin sister comes over and we kind of prepare for certain things. You. There's a lot of cleaning involved. There's like putting up decorations and stuff, which is also a very enjoyable part of the festival for sure. But it's during those activities that mom will just be like, you know, why you do this mm. because of this, or even something like, you know, why you light the, they lit the hours because it was supposed to be like, you know, signify this great yeah. return of the, of, of the, and uh, why Rangoli was done, Uh, so many small things that like now I realize that, you know, even putting, even um, placing Rangoli outside is good for kids because it helps with their motor functions and, and recognize texture and color So everything has such an aspect of, you know, community and involvement and, you know, um, but I do sometimes, like, whenever my mom is telling us these, like, elaborate stories, me and Surbi, we just look at each other and we're like, who is going to remember and retell these stories? Someone needs to, like, take this up, like, one person needs to be like, you know what, I got this for the next generation, I will be this person. Uh, That scares me a little, too to kind of realize that like we are our parents age-ish now when they were doing all these things a little older even <laughs> <laughs> childless
0: kind of <laughs> oh god uh, but what i think you're totally right and i was thinking about this that why was it said that we need to wear new clothes on um festivals i think it was a great way to regulate uh, supply and demand you get new clothes for festivals right We never used to just go randomly in the middle of the year on like one Sunday unless you needed something and buy like clothes because I felt like it. Because you know like there's a festival.
1: So different from this time.
0: Yeah, like festivals are coming so you'll buy then. So it felt like you got new new clothes throughout the year but there was like a control of sorts. And now people can buy as many as you want. There's no like wearing new clothes. It's not special or anything. It just feels we are in like such peak consumerism and creation of trash and garbage that yeah. i felt like that was a good thing so everyone got four to five sets of new clothes every year yeah. and like obviously if you needed something desperately you could buy but it, it did put a cap on like how much you bought
1: yeah and these were like uh middle class households. Yeah got like bonuses around festivals so let's buy something for the kids and the family yeah my god this is all so deeply appreciated now as an adult
0: (laughs) (laughs) because now I go many months without buying anything and suddenly I'll have two months where I've bought like too much and I'm just like I feel really guilty buying a lot of new clothes because I've read so many things about like if you reuse one jacket you're saving like five penguins (laughs) or something like that and I'm just like it's too much pressure on my conscience to like shop now. Five generations ago, we had a handle on it, but someone was like, but why should we follow this?
1: And now we are like, that. like, pass your elder siblings' clothes down the line. That's sustainable enough. Yeah. Um, now we're like, oh, but that's not my color. <laughs> favorite memories are stories my favorite memory is to do with another section of our episode which is we were going to talk about food but I thought I'll just uh you know kind of gently take us into that segment because food is a big big part of uh festivals right and I think it's it's enough to say just that because Indian food is so diverse and rich and all of that but um I do think that my favorite memory is the idea and concept of farrar in Maharashtra Farrar is a plate of snacks and it is to be done when someone comes over and the running joke here is that um, uh, the plate itself is so how can it be snacks dude like I cannot imagine sitting down these days with like so a plate of farrar will have a few sakli there'll be different kinds of ladus so there'll be like um, uh on, they'll be like healthy. Uh, I can't think of another Ladu, which is amazing because I never eat them. Um, then they'll have karanji, they will have chuda, and the, all of this stuff is like homemade, which sounds like a lot. And like before Diwali, especially, uh, my mom would spend time making all these, putting them yeah. in different steel boxes. And then, so when someone comes over, you prepare that plate and you give it to them as a gesture of you know, let's share this plate together. And it's also a very community kind of like uh, idea. And uh, it kickstarts the notion of calling on people uh, Mm -hmm. for the festival. So you go over to someone's house for farrar. My God, there's so much food involved in this festival. It is after a while, you're just like, uh you look at how much you've just been eating and there's no accountability during festivals like Kabibi people are eating pots and pots of tea are being made to eat with every like plate and it's just out of control but yeah. the idea is to engage with different parts of your family the uh, kind of far-flung ones that you don't usually go and see but you go and then you eat there and every farar is kind of like different because um you know, you can add your few little, like you can make cookies in it or you can like add something interesting for the kids. Um So yeah, that's that's like the one memory that kind of always stays. Uh, but the the thing that the, the related memory is a tradition that my mom has made and it has been passed down from her mom, which is that one day in Diwali, we all get together wherever we are and uh, we do this Dahi Chakli day. <clears throat> so whenever that is, I think my... Uh, my nagpur nani did it and i think my mom now continues to do it mm. uh, so hopefully one day it will be my sister or me calling everyone over for this like very important tradition which is my mom will wake up and make this big um, like the raw dough for Sakhali. and all cousins all people everyone comes over and uh, when my nani does it everyone comes into her kitchen and we're just like 20 people sitting there non-stop for the next few hours while she keeps frying fresh sakli um, and there will be a yogurt dip uh, with uh, roasted green chili in it mm-hmm. and uh, so good man and that's just a big pot in the middle and everyone's just going at it Over two, three hours, we are easily eating like hundreds together. Everyone's sitting down, maybe getting ready for the day's event, and everyone's like maybe kind of tired, exhausted, overeaten. But the Hizakli day, everyone comes with a fresh appetite. So, Um, like um, we said about preparation, there is something to be said about how every house uh, puts up different lighting. And I think in the last few years, me and my sisters, we've walked around the city and been like, hey, like, look at that. Like, that's good, no. And like, you know how Christmas decorations are. People kind of go all out for Diwali decorations. And then you can go walk around, see who has good decoration, who did what every year. So, yeah, that's kind of like my food memory. Um, Also bringing us to talk about food. Yeah. And
0: for my South Indian peeps, chakli is muruku or Mm muruku. Um and uh, as a very wise person said on instagram many years ago no one can eat just one chakli
1: yeah that's true <laughs> like who
0: has ever eaten one chakli and were like I'm, I'm i'm good i'm kind of good yeah yeah the thing about festival foods is that every festival has its different kind of like main food i was there at your place for Gan- ganpati utsav one year so i know what you mean when you say about prar and we got all these things and we went to the guru shade and we saw the whole procession on the streets and all of that so I think I'm so uh, i was so happy that I got to experience that part of uh, Maharashtra because in yeah. Bombay it does happen it's very big and all of that but as students and as people who work in media yeah. you're like I you get a day only five festivals in the year you get the day off because there's no paper the next day and yeah. Ganesh Visarjan, and Ganesh Utsav is one of those days so you just want to go home and like just fly somewhere and not get stuck in traffic. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to go back home where these things are still done and i think parents also do it to kind of pass the culture on to the kids so that they understand they continue like the family traditions um some of my favorite foods are um uh south indian foods i'm Telugu, so all my favorites are that pulihora, which is a uh, tamarind rice that you make with chibis and all of that which i made recently um you add like some sesame powder on top i made the sesame powder my, myself it's called nubulpodi. podi and i was like am i adulting
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: yeah and it was so nice to like make it and share it with my friends um is
1: that a festival thing though is that a festival food
0: yeah so- it's all festivals it's like you have to have it and it's like very auspicious kind of food because it's like turmeric in it and i suppose it's like for antibacterial Uh, properties of (laughs) turmeric that are like now I'm like everything must have a reason but uh, my mom used to make garilu or as uh, Tamilians call it vada as most of the rest of the world knows Um, vada and like you make it with the perugu or curd or dahi also Mm -hmm. my mom makes the best uh, perugu vada or dahi vada it's so good dude like it's so soft and so nice and you're just like ma you'll make that no and like five hours she has to like sit there like slave but she used to make that and there's something called purnam buralu. they're like deep fried uh filled with uh Best. jaggery and uh, uh or sugar and uh chana dal i think I don't know the, how it's made. It's so good. And my biggest issue is that as a kid, I never used to eat them. She used to make the spicy ones for me because I never used to eat the sweetest. Like, I love them now. And I'm so sad for like 22, 23 years. I was like, I don't want to eat it. Like didn't try it. But looking at it, you have decided you don't want to eat it. What's wrong with kids? Oh, wow. <laughs> and my mom, I can't believe she humored me. And she made like the spicy ones for me because I was like, I don't want to eat that. Um, and there are so many other things, right? like paisam is a uh, sh- uh, keer. Um, there's rice kheer, there's sevaya kheer, both mm-hmm. types in Telugu families. Uh, there's ladoos, there are like so many types of ladoos. There's sesame type ladoos, there's like pesan ladoos, there is urad dal ladoos, which I love. Um mm-hmm. And like so many types and they make and Gulab Jamun somehow became an Indian, South Indian sweet. I don't know how. Is it? Who knows the origin of Gulab Jamun? I don't know. Some, some universal,
1: Indian universal like staple. And, but
0: yeah. my one favorite thing is for Ganesh Chaturthi, my uh, paternal grandmother used to get like jackfruit leaves mm. uh, and uh, she used to like stitch it into one small uh, cup Mm. And she used to make two per person for like the six people in the house. And you add, like, maybe there's a variation, but I think it's mostly idli batter into it and you steam it. So it gets this uh, the flavor of the leaves and um, it's like a big, tall, fat idli. And like you eat it with all these chutneys and all. It's called, uh, my grandmother used to call it Kotteka uh, Buttalu, but I think it's called kote Dubu or Panasak Buttalu also. We used to have a jackfruit tree across the road. <laughs> I don't know why this had to be a once-in-a-year thing. It only happened on that one day. So I used to look forward to it so much. And I used to always wonder, idli batter is there. Tree is there. Why do we have to wait a year for this? But it was nice because it used to happen. And it's if you eat the same thing four days in a row, it stops being special, right? Um, but it used to be so fun that she used to like wake up and like stitch those... Uh, Uh, things and then you take it out hot and steaming out of the stove and like you peel the leaves and like there are like two three types of
1: chutneys and it's so exciting for kids and that stitching sounds so elaborate though like very precise it must be
0: yeah Um, like four leaves you take together and you kind of like stitch them and like it stands up like that and then it's like it's so nice and um, it's something she used to do as like a kid that she did for us and I can't even stitch like a button onto my shirt. Sorry. So good luck kids. They will they will eat diddly looking at pictures of, <laughs> of these and I'm like, that's how it used to be. It was very good. Like you said, for like Ganesh, Ganeshavati and all, people visit each other's houses to like see the idol and how they like kind of made it, right? It's very nice because then you get to see individual creativity and like uh, how much interest they have taken. and we generally give some return thing of like chana, coconut, basic ones some people give clothes or flowers or whatever and um, it always used to be nice to have all these people who are dressed in their new clothes come over you also have like new clothes and that's not the point of it but uh, it's nice to like visit with people who you don't otherwise meet often and I think it's a nice way to like keep up with the people in your life that are not you know day-to-day involved.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that that's so true because I was trying to think about what my relationship with these festivals is now that we're so far away from our homes and I know we don't get to visit as much but the like Ganesh Chaturthi is still happening. I can see photos on my family groups of how my sister has decorated it in her house, how my mom has done it. My mom sends me a picture every day to kind of be like, you know, uh, <clears throat> And we did a small puja, but it was nothing really, you know, we just put together something at the last minute, but some friends came over and we did like one, we sang the Aarti, uh, we made some small sweet, but I think I sometimes feel sad that my generation, which is the younger generation, the family, um, not to say this of my sister back in India, but I feel a little less involved than my parents were in these aspects. Um, Also, because I'm not very religious, I find myself attached to the more social aspect of the festivals, which I love and miss. Um, Also, when you immigrate to a new country, your connection kind of becomes stronger and you have to figure that relationship out. So for me personally, I'm figuring that out. And while the rest of the pieces in my life kind of like settle, uh, I hope that I find this very you know special connection to homeland and culture soon Um, but it's hard to drum up the same energy you have when you're in India Um, so what you can really do is bring as much of the spirit of it wherever you are and create new traditions so I'm excited to create those with you Mm -hmm. and my friends (laughs) and uh, another hope for as we do this is to remember that for me at least I want us to celebrate the spirit of festivals because there are certain Indian festivals that sometimes, you know, have a pandering to patriarchy. And I think it's essential to celebrate those without being bound by the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're doing a good job by being aware of them. Like I know Rakhi is not between a brother and sister anymore, but we mm-hmm. celebrate it as between siblings. I know more and more uh, women speaking about what Karva Chauth is not really keeping a fast for their husbands, but kind of, you know, doing it to honor their moms or, you know, changing the relationship between man and wife. Um, so I think that like keeping all this in mind, I think uh, I would love for all of us to take on a more active role in discovering the spirit of Hindu festivals, Indian festivals all around, taking the best parts of it and creating a new world for us. Wow. <laughs> Two words.
0: Yeah, I think, uh point well made about the spirit of the festival I think a lot of people feel very sad when they're in the when they're here in the US then they try to recreate it and if you don't have like a family here the scale yeah. of it is never going to match up to how it is at home so it feels like it feels like it's not much and then you feel like is it even worth the effort and um, it's, it's a big circle of like it doesn't taste like how my mom makes it I don't get all these things here these are not available you don't have a lot of people around you so there can be so many factors that kind of discourage you from creating and recreating your traditions and I just want to tell those people that it's a day to be happy it's a day to like kind of try and find some peace it's a day to like remember that even if your family is far away you have loved ones who are cheering you on so try and not to be bummed that you're not able to make it like exactly how it is at home it's it's easy for me to say, but uh, try and like think about even small things go a long way, right? Like if you start small now, maybe five, 10 years from now, you'll be able to like kind of build that infrastructure, have the things you need and the people you want around you that you can do it the way you want. Um, We didn't do a puja this year because my uh, Pednana, my dad's elder brother passed away. So we are not supposed to celebrate for a year. Uh, but I did make some food and I went, I went and met some people. I wore Indian clothes and uh, I we all swapped stories of, oh, I did this, I did that. It was really nice. And uh, I do love the puja and the religious part of it. Um, I think it gives me some sort of like serenity. Maybe it's just that it reminds me of childhood and a, a much calmer time. But uh, just because I didn't do that, did not feel like I... Did not celebrate Ganesh Chaturthi, right? Vinayak yeah. Chaturthi. Yeah, I think uh, start small, start however you can, if you want to, and uh, yeah, there is no scale for uh, happiness. Just be, just be happy with whatever you can do.
1: Excellent. Well, with that, that is a wrap on our episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our show, please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also tell a friend because that's how we will reach new listeners. This episode was brought to you by the time that we spend with our family. It's been especially hard year for India and Indians. And with the country getting some of the worst of the pandemic, we hope that this festival season brings you love, togetherness, health, and gives you the strength to those of us still reeling from the past year. So happy Diwali, happy Dasera, Eid Mubarak, Merry Christmas, and to all a good night. Well, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.